Welcome to the Journal Hijabi podcast. I'm your host, Sirin, and here we're all about elevating the voices of hijabi women in mainstream media through authentic storytelling. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to your favorite hijabi podcast. I am Serene, the founder and host of Journal Hijabi, and today we have an iconic guest, Zayn Jadallah. Hey guys! So excited to have you. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I usually start with my guests with like a little of an icebreaker, and it's more of like a daily check-in that like I try to yeah. do with myself in the car or when I wake up so it's on four different things that we go over so physically spiritually mentally emotionally I know it's like a lot I'm like well it's like a therapy session right now. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it first so you can kind of like see how it is so okay it's more of a body check-in so kind of seeing right now physically for me I feel hot. Okay. Because, you know, we're in this room, like, I just, I just feel hot physically. Um, I feel a bit tired, you know, Ramadan, we're fasting, by the way, Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan we're Mubarak doing this episode, we're fasting, so God give us extra good deeds. Um, so kind of feeling that, you know, a little Ramadan food coma. Spiritually, alhamdulillah, I feel good because, you know, now you have the opportunity to really build that, you know, spiritualness and it's a journey you know yeah. just take it day by day mentally i'm stable <laughs> stable right now mentally stable, so enough. stable enough to move on um emotionally i will say today's been kind of like a roller coaster kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed i would say okay so what about you physically physically i feel like i should be going to the gym because I, I feel like I'm also like in a food coma from last night because like I didn't eat as much as I thought I would but like you know I just feel like I need to go on a run yeah just run it off yeah just run it off Literally. and like refresh fresh air spiritually alhamdulillah it's Ramadan I went to the first not the first night yeah. the day before yesterday it's Tarawih and I haven't been to Tarawih since like 2019. Wow. So it was so like, it just felt so good. Yeah, I haven't been yet. I'm trying to, because we had a family Ramadan dinner last night, which was very nice. You don't really want to leave those, you know, you just like pray there and stuff. Right. But that's amazing. Like it, it 
it feels really good. And I've, I've seen, was it the first day of Ramadan that you went, it right? Was the, no, the day before. The day before, like the first yeah. like, night. Yeah, you were with like a group of friends and stuff and that yeah. it's it's easier when you have a group of friends to do it because it's like more exactly. motivational instead of you know like me right now i would probably just go alone but then i would like meet people there yeah mentally mentally you know we're 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 working we're you know i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying to breathe go through school I get it. Um, you know, we're recording. We're <laughs> just a little behind the scenes. We're you know we're college students. We're at a, a coffee shop, and I'm just gonna feel the vibe of the environment. You might hear yeah. some noises. You might hear some people stepping on stomping top, on stomping on top <laughs> of us in the ceiling. Someone yeah, just walked in, walked in to grab a chair. There's no handle on the door. You know, there's just like a lot of. <laughs> chaos right now but you know what that's the beauty of being college students exactly yeah i agree okay but you say yeah like a three out of ten <laughs> okay but we're stable right are, we're, we, are, are we stable <laughs> enough alhamdulillah stable okay and then lastly emotionally oh i'm happy i think i think like like what's the emotion that you're feeling right now i'm happy like i'm not really happy. yeah i'm I'm actually, like, really happy. Like, I woke up, you know, had my little hood, shoved it down, like, my mouth in, like, 10 minutes with my iced coffee, and, like, it just, it didn't feel good after, but you know no. what? I'm full now. You, I mean, you gotta do what I'm you gotta happy. do. I, like, chugged a whole water bottle at, like, 3, 3 a.m., and... I had another water bottle prepared for me, but, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm always afraid of that. Like, I'll have it by my bedside, but then I'll be afraid to, like, wake up and drink it, like, if Fedget already thinned and stuff. So I usually take out all the water bottles from my room so I don't, like, see them the next day. And I'm like, oh, I want to, like, drink. Like, I don't, like, just take it out. No that's water funny. bottles in my room. That's funny that you say that. I have a water bottle problem. Like, there's... We always, all do. There's always a... No, no, I'm not even joking. There's, like probably like 10 right now next to my like little desk area in my room and my parents like get mad I get at, it get mad at me so much for it. they're like just finish one but like yeah. I like freshly cold water like I could always I put like it back that. in the fridge yeah. that's like one thing I get in trouble for water bottles I mean hey I get it pre-Ramadan that was me but post-Ramadan I can't like if I see all those water bottles no put them away girl that's like that's too tempting and I was watching a video yesterday with Kalam Institute about like things that break your fast but like well no i saw that well no not break your fast but like if you unintentionally drink water and stuff and it's so like putting yourself in a position like not to do that you know not having it like around you yeah. and such just like would kind of help that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try that tonight How has Ramadan been so far for you? Do you have any Ramadan goals? I have a lot. I think I have a few Ramadan goals. Definitely like attend that a week more, maybe like mm -hmm. twice a week at least, try to, or like three times a week. Um, That's good. I don't know why I put so much pressure on myself to like attend that a week every yeah. day. And that's it's hard. Right when you said that, I was like, okay, well, that's not even realistic. Every single day, you know, like on the days that you have Azumas and gatherings. Yeah. So, yeah, I like Especially that. like family Azumas. Definitely. Like, there's no way yeah. out. Yeah, literally. They're going to be like, where are you going? Yeah. You didn't eat Qatayaf yet. 
pretty much. <laughs> and I saw on your Instagram sticky note that you don't like Athaya. So don't. please, please explain because that happens to be one of my favorite desserts in the whole world, especially the cheese. So why? I don't know. Why? Like I, I think I just over ate it when I was like growing up. And we only need it in Ramadan, so like I can yeah. stand the dessert. I just yeah, it's not your favorite. Just, what's your favorite then? Okay, I don't I don't have a sweet tooth, you know. Like yeah. I don't crave. I don't like nafa anymore. Oh wow. Or harissa. Like I'm just not a fan. I hate chocolate. That's kind of sad. I know it is sad. Do, but you used I to like chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. But well, okay, so. Like, with that being said, one of my goals in Ramadan is to yeah. not eat any desserts. Yeah. yeah. No sh- sugar-free no, Ramadan. Like sugar-free Ramadan. Sugar-free. I get it. I, I mean, I get it, but then I don't. I mean, do you, but, like, but coffee, when no, that, like, when Maghrib Edmonds, stop. Like, You're eating any, I'm eating anything. Like, if right. they bring out the dessert, I'm going to have each one because I don't want to, the next day, no. I'm going to be watching everybody's story. I'm going to be like, why didn't I eat that that bite of awabe and stuff? Like, no. Ooh, I mean, it, I can't do awabe. It, it's just, like, too much. I know, yeah. Well, okay. Good. In general, like, Arabic sweets, no, they're very sweet. Like, yeah. I get it. Some can be, like, super, super, like, they have it's the, the oven, syrup. they have, yeah, the syrup, the honey. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, so it could, I get it, but I'm just like, just yellow, bro. <laughs> yeah. But speaking about the Ramadan goals, so you said, like, a tenth at a week, maybe, like, three times a week? Like, three or two times a week, you know. I like Try that. my best. Yeah. When Ramadan first started, I was like, I get the same feeling of, you know when it's like a new year? Yeah. I kind of feel like that people are like, new year, new me, new goals, new this. And it, it could be like so pressuring. But for me, I've realized like with Ramadan, just taking it day by day is right. like the way to go. Like. Yesterday was amazing for me. Like, alhamdulillah, you know, it was the first day of Ramadan. Like, it, it bit smoothly. I watched videos. I, I prayed. Like, I tried my best. Today is, like, harder. Like, I feel more hungry. I feel more tired. Like, a food coma. I'm, like, my body's, like, getting adjusted to it. And that's, like, and I was fighting it this morning. You know, I felt, like, off and, like, rocky. But, like, you know, that's the reality of not only life, but, like, Ramadan and that like it has its ups and downs and I think that for me Ramadan in one word is like self-restraint or like self-control okay what would you say Ramadan is in one word for you mm-hmm. like a disciplining month that's good yeah like, like spiritually like, yeah, mentally both spiritually mentally I like physically that. yeah or like just peaceful mm-hmm. peaceful disciplining like more in the sense of like testing your boundaries testing yourself testing like yeah yourself yes. yeah because I mean to people that you know non-muslims and stuff like looking from the outside it can look kind of confusing and crazy like you know why would you not drink water all day like why would you not eat food that's like the most yeah. question like not even water pretty much like debunk that not even and and i've never really looked into it until yesterday you know we always like 
laugh about it. We're like, not even water, day, not even water. It's like the saying, but it's like, wait, if I was like a non-Muslim and I was like looking into it from the outside and then someone tells me, oh, like I don't drink water from sunrise to sunset, like for a whole month, I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, what even is that? Like, right. it's weird. Why would you do that? Right. So it's like, you know, bringing up those questions and like pondering about it and really looking into it deeply and it's like whoa like it's, it's much deeper than that of like you know God giving us an opportunity to like be grateful for our blessings and what we have and some people might have that in like stepping outside of our comfort zone and like being uncomfortable and like knowing that like yes I have I literally have a water bottle on my bag because from weeks ago because I didn't like change it and stuff like oh my god looking at it right now like stop um but you know it's like right now like just that self-control and, and restraint and like forcing us for a month to be to be put into that position and then seeing like how we react to it is just like so profound to me like that's like I'm like alhamdulillah for being Muslim and like you wouldn't and it's easier when you have like a big community around you and like role models and lectures and sheikhs and like all these people and mosques mosques and events to guide you through it because it would be hard to do it alone you know like i have both of my sisters one living in spain one living in austin i guess sometimes you know they, they just do it alone you know like they fast alone and in their apartments they eat alone and like missing out on like that family traditions and stuff so like i could just see it from that that perspective but that's that about Ramadan let's shift the conversation to you the main guest so tell us and our listeners what does it mean to be Zane tell us about yourself who are you <laughs> like who even are you um if I could like describe myself in like one word it would be like loud, like, like that. so loud. I like that. And just like so outgoing. I don't know. I feel like I'm a people person. Like, it, I, I, I'd be confused if like someone didn't get along with me. You know? Yeah. Like I, yeah. Like I'm nice. Yeah. I'm cool. Like the like, problem would be with that, not yeah, you. Yeah. Like you're the problem, not <laughs> me. You know? I get it. Um, I don't know. Alhamdulillah. Like, I'm very, I'm very like confident. Like within, like like with who I am but like it didn't that didn't happen overnight you know like it took like years it, it took years for me to like just like truly learn how to love myself you know like learn how to love Islam too and like I don't know like I just it's all like a triangle yeah you know what I yeah. mean like loving Islam loving yourself and it just like connects yeah like like why should I love myself you know but like you look at it more like the Islamic side like yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It makes sense in my head. No, I get it. Tell us about that more. Like how, you know, maybe the backstories of how are you able to connect kind of that triangle and how are you able to be so comfortable with yourself and be confident? Like what did it take? Sometimes it takes losing something. Right. And then, but in the end, like you gain, you know, that confidence. So Kind of tell us about that backstory. I like, I grew up around like no Muslims because I went to like a Christian based charter school and I wasn't even hijabi. Like, I put mm -hmm. that's a, a story for another, for later, but 
like I put hijab on after high school. So like mm. no one really knew I was Muslim. And I was kind of like more more like them. More American, yeah. like more Americanized. Like I wasn't really like into the culture or anything. So it took like going through different types of people. And then like now, alhamdulillah, I'm so set and like like blessed with like the group I have and like the people I'm around because I'm just like them. So the other people that were like not accepting of me, I like lost them. And then I like shifted to now people that are just like me. You know what I mean? Like Muslims yeah. or not, they don't even have to be Muslim. Just like people who are like, like appreciate like my outgoingness and like mm. appreciate me as a person. Mm. Yeah. So kind of like separate from the hijab or, or both or like just you, like seeing you for your personality and like accepting that. Accepting me for my personality. Like these are people and I still have like friends, non-Muslim friends, like, like, I could, like a handful of them who don't even like see hijab. Mm. You know, like they just see... They just see sixth grade Zane, you know, like the girl that they grew up with. And, you know, I can kind of play, I empathize with that. I can play devil's advocate of, of, you know, how they say, like, you know, we don't, we don't see color. Yeah. We don't see the hijab. Is that, I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because we can be like, oh, I don't want to be defined by, by hijab. I don't want to, I mean, to me, it's a personality trait. I define myself by my hijab. Like, right. It, it, it's me. Like, no, I don't care. Now. So what, where would you stand on that? Like, do you want, would you prefer that people see us hijabis, like, don't see you for the hijab? Like, just, you know, look at you as, like, a person and a part of society or... Or what? I mean, I definitely, like, my friends, like, are definitely, like, they're respectful towards me because, like, I am representing Islam. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, a walking, you know, walking Muslim. Everyone knows. The pressure sometimes. But, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like they already see the hijab. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, my, I, like, understand where you're coming from, though. Like, my, like, it's, like, my personality. Cause so, and I say that because sometimes, to be honest, like I'll even forget that I'm wearing the hijab. Oh no, me too. You know, like when you're when you're talking, you're going out, and it, you know, you just put it on. You're at the grocery store. You're like with friends, and then someone may maybe you catch someone like looking at you at a certain way, or like approaches oh, you about that. about about <laughs> questions and something right. like, wait, oh shoot, I forgot. I even I even I'm a hijabi, like you know, and and then you kind of feel off and stuff. You you're forget. Like, oh. It's like a part of your routine. Like you don't leave, like I don't leave. I never leave the house. Like yeah, and I don't even like plan the hijab in my head. It's just like it's a normal yeah. grab and go. I look at what I'm wearing and like yeah. I match it to my hijab. I just grab whatever, steam it, put it on, and like I leave. Yeah. Like I I don't think about it. You know, it's just yeah. so normal now. Like grabbing the hijab, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. I mean, I think a lot of that's the story true for all hijabis that it just becomes like a part of your daily routine like you don't really think of it I think the offside to that is being able to connect with our hijabs you know and I think that's the biggest like the hardest things that we have to face as hijabis is like really being connected to our hijab and why I believe so many hijabis and you know girls that want to wear the hijab struggle with is like connecting with your hijab like what does it mean to you you have to have some sort of an emotional feeling or a- attachment or belief to be able 
you know, to stand confident. And I think that's like kind of what you found and, and, and what you're talking about. To so, like reconnect back with yeah. that, um, like to Ramadan, my like, like also like a goal is to practice like new styles of hijab. Mm. So that's yeah. how I'm like trying yeah. to read like, like have a stronger connection to my hijab is like sitting there and literally looking at myself in the mirror and not just like throwing a bella on and leaving the house, you know? Definitely. But like yesterday I wore chiffon or what was it, Georgette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I sat there and I started pinning the hijab in my in my underpiece and I was like poking my head because I've never done it before. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Um about how I need to make time to do that, you know, finding your style as a hijabi, finding yeah. like the right um, material that like fits your face shape, how to put it on. Right. For me, like I love Vela too. I think it's like, I think Vela is revolutionary. It's like very oh, yeah. innovative. We could talk about Vela all day, Vela girl. So iconic. Like, the releases, the colors, like you really connect with them like as a young hijabi like as i think it's so gen z it like speaks to our generation every release that they have really connects to so many young muslims out there and i I agree yeah and some get very inspired to even put on the hijab because of vela i think you've mentioned that before that your first hijab that you wore was a vela star yeah in 2020 yeah in 2020 my sister had like ordered one Bella hijab like honestly they can take all my money I don't even think twice when I'm making a purchase I'll right there I'm like yeah bye ship to my house three to five business days I'm good but yeah no my first like I wore crinkle as well like it was still like crinkle era but um, oh I remember that era I don't know I, mean, I was. We're just like walk un- subconsciously, like fitting into these hijabi trends. No, like, I'm just so happy I never went through like what some of these girls went through, like the flower <laughs> in the hijab. Like, hey, that's iconic though. That I, 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 it, it's iconically traumatizing. No, traumatizing. But, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, yeah, those phases I can't. Absolutely but not. The crinkle, like, I, and, and, I mean, the crinkle. Like, it, I guess it kind of like came out in the winter, and it was like. I guess the material, like, you shift the materials based off of the season, right? So, I feel like Vela is more, like, summer. The crinkle or, like, the jersey, maybe, like, all year round. So, it's, like, crazy to kind of see that, you know, and recognize. I think for me, like, I'm still stuck with the whole, like, nude palette. I'm trying to, like, maybe bring in more colors. I'm trying to be the hijabi. And I think that Vela really speaks to that. Like, they, they release colorful hijabis in a way that that's not like cringy you know that's not like sobby it's not like it it like goes with the modern hijabi style so i'm like like, looks good on everyone like whatever like whatever like skin tone color like you are like yeah subhanallah like it just works like she's yeah they're just so good She's a genius. No, she literally I is. Swear, I want to interview her on the podcast. No, inshallah, one day. You'll get her on. I wish. Do you have a crazy or juicy or embarrassing hijab story to share with us? I know you kind of hinted towards that. Maybe your <laughs> fair share of like crazy hijab stories. Do you want to hear like embarrassing or like crazy like I went off crazy I want to hear all the stories okay so I used to 
um, at one of my old jobs, I used to work at. It was a shoe store. JD. This one, this was Foot Locker, like my Foot Locker era. So like, twenty twenty, fresh, turned eighteen years old. I was like, Mama, Mama, I'm getting a job. Um, I was working one day, and this is, and so I, I put hijab on in yeah. like the kind of the beginning of twenty, like the beginning of COVID. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I never left my house. Mm-hmm. No one ever saw me in hijab. And, like, I was just always around my cousins, you know, like, and their girls. And, like, the guys here and there. But I don't know. So in 2020, or in September, mm-hmm. I got my first job. And it was, like, mid-month. Or, like, no, it was, like, a month of me working. A month or a month and a half. Yeah. And I've never, I get, like, I got stares a lot. Like, I got stared at a lot. But everyone was yeah. wearing a mask, you oh. know, so no one could really see my face. Yeah. I kind of felt like, like, like I, you were a like you were wearing. Yeah, I was like wearing makeup or something. Yeah, and so, makeup. and so like I had that privacy still. But this one day, this, this, this lady came in and I was at the cashier this day because it was like a Saturday. We were just so busy. I was like, okay, let me hop on the cashier. So I hopped on. And she literally just, like, looks at me. She's not wearing a mask. And I'm literally looking at her. I'm like, what size? Like, what size shoe did you get? And she's like, um, is there someone else that can check me out? And I literally look her up and down. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm, like, furious. Like, I just start getting furious. She's like, no, like, I don't want, I don't want people like you to check me out. Uh-uh. Like, she's like, you know, she had this shoe in her face. The Obviously. audacity. Yeah, no, like, I would have literally risked, like, ripping the shoe in her face and throwing it at her face and like she's like yelling at me and like I'm just standing there like in shock I'm like there's no this happening so I go off on her you know I say some things and I'm like you need to get out of like get out of our store I was like you need to leave and like honestly that was like a confidence like you know snap like booster and she like she had walked out and my manager had came up to me he was like you don't kick anyone, you know, you don't kick anyone out of the store. I literally looked him up and down. I was like, I will quit right now. Like, I go to the back, and I'm just sobbing. Like, I'm literally just sobbing. I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no way that just happened. Yeah. It was so crazy. You were in shock. Like, I was literally so shocked. But, you know, then two weeks later, I quit, and I moved to a different whole company. But, you know, it's okay. No, that I'm in shock right now. It was like, just so... I was literally... You know, you hear... You hear about those stories, like, I'm listening to it now, but I can't help but to think, what age were you? How old were you? I just turned 18. Yeah. That's hard. Like, even thinking at 17, 18, like, just don't really have those words or, like, confidence to, like, defend yourself in a public space, especially to an older woman. This is, like, closer to election. Mm. Like, when... Whenever we you know what side she was on, yeah. Whenever Biden won, I would get like these comments. I'm sorry, it wasn't two weeks later I quit. It was like two years later, or like a year and a half. Later. I mean, you gotta do I, what you gotta do. Sometimes I just have to. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking, but no, like this was during election time, and like a few, like um, like during yeah during November, people would come up to me like, "Are you happy your president won?" And I just, like, laugh. Like, what are you supposed to say? They would be, like, passive-aggressive comments. Like, you either ignore them or you laugh. And I never, 
like I've never I've never seen this happen in real life. Like I never thought this would ever happen to me. To you, yeah. Obviously, it was like a big, like shifter at that moment. Yeah, I was like, do I take hijab off? Like, is this gonna happen like the rest of my life? Like, are people always gonna make these comments to me? Are people always gonna stare? Like, I literally just wanted to like take my hijab off in that in that moment, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it could be traumatizing. It's kind of like in that moment of thinking, okay, like here you are, a young, excited hijabi, just put the hijab on, you know, brand new, fitting in, like going to work, starting your day, and then something like this pops up, which just really throws you off of your trail. And like, but I mean, I empathize with you in that moment and like proud that you were able to really know yourself and like not tolerate that hate. I think that's what's so important about the story is like, no matter what you get, where you are, what age, you know, you are at that time as a hijabi, it's just stand up, you know, have the courage to stand up. But also, if you don't want to, that's okay. Some people don't, you know, deserve deserve a response. Like for me, I don't know what I would have been, what if I've I've had a bad day that day and like someone did that, you know, I would just walk out. I would literally walk out of the store. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't care, but... Were you able to explain that to your manager? I mean... Like, like what she said? It was... So, it was a guy. Mm. I don't know. I I mean, like, I also just left that job because, like... I don't know. I always feel like I was hired on to some certain... Like, I'm not going to name drop the jobs, but some jobs... I already know what you're going to say. Just, yeah. just for diversity. Like, just to be like, oh, no, like, we, we have a hijabi employee you know throw in a little flavor i i feel like and i've like job hopped a lot i get it um i don't know i feel like i've only ever been hired on like some some certain places because because of my hijab really that's crazy because i know some people who tell me that they they had to like job hop and be at different jobs because certain jobs wouldn't accept them for their hijab. So it's, like, crazy to think about, like, how that conversation is, like, shifting now, but people are hiring hijabis for their hijab, for so-and-so diversity and the image and, you know, the whole diversity, inclusion, you know, stuff. But it's, like, thinking of, of times where we weren't really considered or, like, involved in that. So I don't know. Is it a good I mean, thing? I mean, I look at it as a good thing and a bad thing. Like, good thing, you know, the discount. Just the job. Right. And then the bad thing, it's just like... I wish I wish I didn't feel like that, you know? Yeah, like, I wish yeah. I didn't feel that. Yeah, because like, it feels like, you know, you're, you're being used. Like, you're genuinely excited for this job. You have the qualifications. You have everything to be a successful employee. But then you sit there and realize, like, wait, like, am I just part of, like... The image so I mean it just it just like put, puts things into perspectives but I would say it, it's super important to like have supportive people around you that can encourage you during these times of uncertainty discrimination like second thoughts like negative feelings about your hijab and like you know we all have that so did you have any role models kind of around you like before the hijab that you kind of like looked up to and be like oh like you know they're a hijabi or like they inspire me to wear the hijab my cousin 
Rania put hijab on, I think, a year or two before me. And, like, I've always, I always told her, like, let's wear it together because she's 21, I'm 20. Mm. So I was like, let's wear it together, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, she was more ready than I was. Mm. Yeah. And so I I don't know what she put on. I think, like, yeah, a year and a year and a half before. I don't know, but, you know, yeah. she inspired me so much because, like, I don't, like, my cousins my age don't wear it. And so, I don't know, I felt like out of, I was like, you know, I love doing my hair because they they look so good when they do their hair and still to this yeah. day, I'm like, oh, like, what if I just, you know? Yeah, you have those days. Yeah, of course. I think every hijabi. Yeah, it's like being realistic about those yeah, days. It's, like, it's fine. I used to be, you know, when I first started this podcast, I'm going to put myself under the bus here real quick. I would, you know, be so afraid to talk about it, like, in a negative or bad way because I felt like I had to be, like, that perfect hijabi role model. And I feel right. like hijabis with that, you know, that have a large following or, or platform kind of feel the need, you know, to do that. But it's, like, now, you know, it's, like, a, a small starting podcast, independent podcast and, like, you know, a, a growing community I kind of vowed, you know, just to stick with being a realistic hijabi of if I don't feel good about my hijab right now or if I had a horrible day or I'm like, man, like, I don't feel like wearing it. Right. I'm going to say that, you know, I have these days where, you know, I style my hair or whatever and like I'm really feeling myself, you know, in my natural like hair and then you're like, oh, I have to go to the store and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to put it on. Like, I don't right. want to wear it. It's so, like annoying. It's inconvenient. So yeah. So I'm like, and then you no, just put it on. You're like, bro, I don't care. Like, whatever. So it's like just being realistic about like yeah. those like up and down, ups and downs, you know, with the hijab. Yeah. But like, no matter what, like, like she, like, it's my cousin Leanna. And like, mm. she still always makes me feel like, you know, beautiful. She's like, no, like, you got it. Like, you got it. Like, your hair looks bomb, but like, you look better in hijab. You know, it's always that comment. Like, yeah. you look better in hijab anyways. I'm like, girl. girl. I mean, it, it's good to have those people around. I don't, yeah, think I'm, I don't think I have those, didn't really have those, like, role models. I wouldn't, like, I get, well. I would call it like maybe indirect role models right. that like no, they're, they're there. The yeah. yeah, like they're there. You <laughs> see them, you understand what's going on, but like they won't directly tell you, you know, like, you know, stuff about the hijab. But I think we have such an amazing community here, like especially hijab community in Dallas. So I'm like, you know, super grateful for that. I, of course, like asked like my older sister, Shahed, and my older cousin, Joanna about it first and like yeah. I sat down and I talked because like they're they're a few years older and like they've been been through it they've yeah. been through everything and like I just had a conversation with them one day and I you know like one-on-ones and they would just tell me like like no matter what like just remember it's for all even though even though they probably hate it sometimes and they just want to rip it off their head yeah like they like everyone like we still have the need for it you know like they still they, they know it's for Allah and like no one else definitely yeah alhamdulillah just those those yeah. girls always it in my face nice. giving me great advice I think it's also for us too you know yeah. I always like play devil's advocate like I always see like you know both sides of the story I always try to craft like the perfect answer to when people say why do you wear it? I'm still trying to craft the answer. There's not a perfect answer. I get it. But it's like, 
you know, if someone asks you, like, why do you wear that? And you're like, oh, because God. No, like, I've asked so many people, and they literally said, they're like, yeah, because I'm Muslim. I'm like, okay. Okay. Thanks. Like, you wear it because I've got, so it's like, you know, <laughs> it can be, like, kind of, like, weird in that, because of my religion. Um, you know, it, it's just like, <laughs> I, I, can see, I can see now why they see certain things like that, and because, so it, like, it could, it could be kind of confusing, so, yeah. like, now, now I try to, you know, bring it to me, you know, because yeah. obviously, you know, it's a personal choice of saying, you know, why do you wear that? I not only say, you know, because of modesty and, like, my relationship, like, it strengthens my relationship with God, but also because me, like, I, you know, I feel good in the hijab. It's like, it makes me feel good. security makes me feel blanket, oh. makes me feel safe. It's like right. what I'm used to. I've worn it for a decade, like 10 years. It's like a part of you, you know? So it's like, you know, just, there's not a perfect answer. You craft whatever you want to say. And if you don't feel like answering that question in the moment, just walking away, you do that too. Yeah, because we're, you know, as hijabis, we're not like oh my god like i've seen these videos of like people walking up to hijabis in the gym you know like these old like men walk walked up to hijabi and she was just like minding her own business and like working out it's like i don't have the time of day for this like you know we're literally doing our thing and it's like there's a difference i can tell the difference of like when someone comes up with like a passive aggressive like backhanded right complimented question you know like why do you wear that but like you know stuff like that you know like um like you're too young like were you aware that you even were at that your age or like the like did your parents force you to wear that yeah like i always tell people yeah. no like yeah. My parents wanted me to wait, actually. Like, they did not want me to wear it yeah. yet whenever I told them I was going to put it on. Yeah, me too. Alhamdulillah, my parents were, like, yeah. very... And, I mean, you know, every hijabi story is, like, different. Like, yeah. our experiences, maybe some... I know some families that, like, are more stricter about it. Like, they've been wearing it since they're very young because, like, they wanted them to get used to it. Right. But then there's, like, you know, my story of, like, I literally just woke up when... My mom didn't even... I didn't even... Nobody even knew that I was, like, going to put it on the next day. Not even me. Like, I, you just, like, feel it. You're never really ready for it. But I feel like you'll kind of, like, know in that moment, you know. It's a feeling, I swear. To, to put it on. I yeah. literally felt that. I was like, okay. Wow. I was like, I think I think it's time. Because I think if I got to college. It's crazy how that works. Yeah, subhanAllah. Like, I think if I got to college and, like, um, university, I, I, was, I was not going to put it on. Like, yeah. I, I, I genuinely believe I would have never put it on. It would have gotten harder. It like, as yeah, harder. the older you grow, it's, like, the oh, harder. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of chose, like, the last few weeks of school, you know, just to kind of, like, like give them a little peek. And then, That's like, so because it, it would be, it would have been so harder, like, if you kind of started the new year, you think? Stop. Or in the middle of the year? You did it in the, in the no, beginning? No, my... It just reminds me of my sister. My sister literally, like, wasn't wearing it on a Tuesday the next day, Wednesday morning. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I remember, we were actually That's talking me. about that, like, a few weeks ago. And she yeah. was like, I literally showed up to school on a Wednesday morning, like, in yeah. a gym. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I could never do that. No, I put mine on whenever I knew I was never going back to school because of COVID. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. Well, I'm not going back. Let's, let's put it on. That's kind of the avoidant style. No, I was like, 
head on. Like, That's amazing. Like, you know what? Kudos to you because I could never. You know what? Because it was funny. Like, it's funny. I wanted it's it so to funny. be funny. Like, when I'm, like, anxious about things, like, I just have to make things funny. So I'm like, I'm just going to make it funny. It was, like, a joke all day. Like, my friends were taking pictures, videos, like, laughing. Like, you would see their reaction. Like, I saw this girl or girl on TikTok. She she um, kind of did the same thing. Like, she put it on, and then she recorded people's <laughs> reaction. Did you see it? I people's did reaction. Like that. that was literally me, yeah. Like, recording people's reaction. They would, like, turn around, like, eh, you know at them with the eyes and stuff but so I think you know it's just kind of looking back at that and being able to like laugh about it and it's like a light you know funny story and I wouldn't have wanted it any other way like you're gonna get the attention either way so why not why not make it into a joke yeah why not make it into something why not you know make it into something that people can just like joke about and laugh about I agree so if you would wear one hijab for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Is that a Bella one? This is Bella. I don't have the black one. I feel like it's always sold out. I want it so bad. I think this one's the sesame one. Yeah. I don't know. There's like a bamboo one in this. Yeah. I don't know. There's two different ones. Yeah. Like two different black ones. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Oh gosh, if I could wear one hijab. Okay, wait. I'm like... And I I think about that a lot. Because I feel like we kind of even wear one hijab for the majority it's like black like everybody knows you just always wear a black hijab black hijab i don't know i'm more into like colors Mm. these days kind of you're wearing all black i'm wearing all black right now only because i was working and like it was kind of gloomy this morning yeah you kind of match you think you kind of match the mood the weather no yeah i know literally i don't know i'm literally gonna like look up I th- yeah, I'm gonna look up the correct name of the specific hijab that I literally never take off. Like it's so funny. I actually okay, so I took it from my our, one of our friends. Her name is Lama, and she well she gave it to me to borrow, mm. and and she saw me. It became that thing. No, she literally like saw me. Actually, I think it's sold out. I don't know, but it's like that. It's that UNC blue. I don't know what it's called. I don't even know what UNC is. Like um, like a baby blue. Mm. Kind of like this, basically? Yeah, but like sort of? a little bit. Like, you would wear that? Like forever? Like I mean, one hijab? No, like I would wear that blue hijab. Is that your favorite color? No. Black is my favorite color. Maybe. Red. Do you have like a certain memory attached to it? Or like I don't a know. feeling? Everyone always compliments me when I'm in this blue hijab. I have no oh, idea. But like, it's any, like a confidence booster. Any blue hijab. Have, have you seen that Vela one? The It's like the... The blue and then it's like the swirly blue I one. Think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one's nice. That was, like whenever I got, I don't know. I feel like I'll, I'll I be afraid. Like I have to be bold to like really like in like I want to. I want to be that person. I'm trying to like no, brainstorm. Like I told you, colorful like patterns and stuff. But I'm like, and then I do the blue eyeliner. Like I do the blue under eye eyeshadow and like the yeah. blue under eye mascara. Wow. Like I'm so de- I'm so de- dedicated to this hijab. I don't know, but this is now my new favorite hijab, like this type of blue. And she gave it to me, and she said, "Every time you wear, it, just make the offer." I'm like, "That's I smart. Love you. Oh, that's smart. It was like just that. so nice. It, it just had me thinking. You know, a good gift would be uh, a value card. I mean, that's what I did to, to our followers. But <laughs> a good gift would be a hijab. Like I've never thought of that before. You yeah. know. And, like, the hasanat that you would get and, like, you know, things like that. But yeah. I would think that a, a, a good gift is... Yeah, is, she was... 
She was smart when she said that. I was like, okay, girly, thank you. <laughs> so tell me about, we kind of talked about this before. It's this term called abaya girl or abaya girly. What, is, uh, abaya. what does that mean? Like you said, you're trying to be that abaya, abaya girl yeah. in Ramadan. In okay. <laughs> I kind of know, but like basically wearing the abaya every day for Ramadan, so, like kind of dressing. Yeah, okay. So there's... There's some girls I go to school with that just strictly wear, like, skirts. Like, they don't wear... Mm. Yeah, they're, like, more on, like, just a strict side. Like, I buy a skirts, dresses, you know? And, like, they inspire me a lot because I'm, like, in a sweatshirt and sweatpants and I, like, look like a bum sometimes. And I'm, like, how do you make it look good? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I, could, it t- it like, takes, I think it takes a practice. certain level of practice, confidence. Yeah. Because... And I have a story about, like, this I buy because... So, like, the abayas that I'm talking about are basically, like, the all-black, you know, abayas. So, like, you put it on. And I, like, black is, like, kind of my favorite color, like, in clothes. I yeah, love, I love an all-black fit. Like, oh, it's just, oh, yeah. like, makes you go, look, go to love it. makes you look great. Honestly, like, pretty much. Your face, like, glows. Yeah, glows. And then you can, like, go all out with the accessories and whatever you want to add. Right. But this was actually on Eid. I think maybe last Eid or the Eid before that. Most likely last Eid. But I was wearing, you know, you went to Salah prayer. I was wearing the black kabai. I was wearing the black hijab, kind of in my Saudi era. You know, Saudi okay, woman, yeah, Saudi Arabian girl. Khaliji you know? too. Khaliji. You know, I, lo- I love Khaliji. Yes, it just comes out during, during pur- Eid. Your little purse. Purse, glasses, Khaliji. Exactly. I live in Saudi Arabia. Yes, exactly. So I went to prayer. After that, I went to like a floral shop just like pick up flowers for like my mom and my aunt and just like walk around and stuff and it was like so hot and it was like summer you know that type of eight and you know obviously i went right after the moth so i was like still wearing those clothes like all black like looking like a grim reaper in the midst of summer so you start having like these negative hijabi thoughts negative thoughts that like i look so dumb i look stupid i'm in a southern texas state the There's trucks like around me. The sun, is, the sun is scorching. <laughs> it's like steaming me. It's steaming. It's, it's frying me in my car. Right. Like, like genuinely, come on. Like, I would look dumb to people, you know, if I'm wearing that, like, no, in, the, in the midst of the sun. So, like, that's just what's going on in my mind. Like, it just going through my mind and, like, I, like, I would not get out of the car. I would not get, and I actually recorded, like, a little bit of, like, a voice note, like, just to have, and, like, I was going to put on the podcast, but, like, I was having that real, I call them, like, hijabi panic moments, like, now, hijabi panic, you know? Yeah. Kind of, like, in that moment, I'm like, oh, like, I can't go down, like, just buy the flowers, just buy the flowers. So I ended up going down just to kind of, like, test it. Was I, like, overthinking? When I went down, that all went through the window like I did it and it was weird because I've entered that store before when I was just wearing jeans and stuff and I've gotten that vibe where like they just you know didn't really want to help me or whatever so that's the vibe that I had so I'm like now I'm like wearing my bag so what are they gonna do now but it's crazy I feel like they when I walked in the store more people actually came up and like help me you know like right when I walked in and stuff like I repeatedly asked like do you need help with this do you need that uh, and I kind of felt that it was like confusing to like process in that moment but I felt that energy of like people can feel when you're confident and okay with yourself like they obviously knew yes, the risk 
the audacity that I was taking showing up with that outfit, you know, yeah, like an all black hat bag. So they're like, ma'am, like, I respect her. You like, they will respect you, you know, for being yourself, for being that one that's like courageous and genuinely doesn't care. And I guess that's the vibe that I gave off. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, like that just like goes to show like, you know, me being in my head and like having all these negative thoughts and like what I held back. Like imagine if I never got out of that car and like now I'm totally fine. Like I'll wear a bag. I don't care where I am. Maybe not Walmart. I've heard some Walmart stories. Um, not trying to go there about the dad bags. But I had like a story from my aunt and it was actually very, very sad. She was like in line and my aunt, like my mom and my aunt, you know, they're sisters, but they're like kind of completely opposite. Like my mom, I guess is like, is a more, modern hijabi like you know she wears jeans and pants and, and dresses and stuff like that but like my aunt mostly like you know dresses skirts abais so she was wearing abai she went to walmart she was standing in the checkout line with her husband then there's like this old lady that comes behind the her old lady at walmart, like, at walmart. At, the old trailer ladies at walmart she comes up behind her and it comes like close to her ear and whispers the word ISIS. I don't know if it was the word ISIS or she said ISIS and then something else. Maybe it was just ISIS. But when she told me that story, I was like furious, furious. No like that, that's not even funny. It's like getting old. It's not accurate. It's yeah. not like cool. Like, no, that's why I don't go to Walmart. Yeah, I can't. Target girlies. Target. No, I literally would have thrown something in her face. Like, I'm so, I feel like I'm violent. I would have done that. Yes. (laughs) No, I was so furious because she was like, by the time she, because she didn't even see her, right? It was just like from behind that, like, she caught her off guard. She didn't, by the time she even tilted her head, she was gone. Like, she didn't even see who it was. So, like, the violation to that, like, oh, like, I, it's like that moment of injustice that, like, you know, you were harassed, you were violated in that moment, and you can't even do anything about it. You can't even say anything about it. You can't even react. You, can't, you have to, like, suck it in. Like, no, I that would have ruined my whole day. I would have shut the doors of Walmart and been like, everyone whisper in my ear so I can hear. Pull Who up, said it? Pull up the cameras. The cameras. Literally. I would have literally punched someone. I would have punched her. No, I, I genuinely feel like, I have so like so much self control because like I would I feel like I genuinely would punch someone in the face. Yeah. Like if they said that to me, like like into like in today's era for me. Like back then, you know, I cried at the back of the store. Yeah. But like now I swear it's like the amount of stuff like it it just builds your resilience as a hijabi. Like you said back then you wouldn't do anything, but now it's like the audacity. But also I get it, I'm like violent, but like on the inside. So, no, so they her. want, but, but they want us to react, yeah, you know, they, they want a reaction. And then if somebody records it, but they don't get the first part, but they get the second part of you beating up some lady. They're going to be like, oh, um, she's like, crazy. Yeah. Like, look at this crazy hijabi. And it's like, it just happens in the media all the time. Like, I'm done. So yeah. it's like, what do we say in that moment? 
do what you got to do. No, seriously. If you got to punch a lady today, you got to slap somebody, exactly. do it. Exactly, and that's fine. And just check if there's no cameras around and then no. do it. Right, exactly. You know, trip her, key her car. No, I'm joking. We're not. Slap we're not, tires. <laughs> we're not promoting that, 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 that violence. violence. You know, yeah, the no. first reaction shouldn't be that. Absolutely not. I know some, some people's reaction is violence first, but, like, definitely... Pull out, just, I pull out my phone when I start recording. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. I think the smarter person. That's smart, like, I've yeah. Seen, I've seen a lot of yes, people do that. Because people want to second guess and be like, I never said that. Or like, I, I never said that. Or I didn't do that. But no, I have the evidence. And you can like turn it into a case and stuff. So yeah. it's definitely Get your yes. money up, girl. Get your money. Always always get your receipts. Exactly. We're not, we're not exactly. especially in a southern Texas state. We are not playing. We don't know these yeah, absolutely no. cra- crazy, crazy no. people about it. So, talking about confidence, especially as a hijabi woman, and, you know, kind of relating to to that scenario, but maybe, like, just in general, and you've talked about, you know, you having that a lot, and honestly, like, on the backside of that, I see that as, like, a survival trait, that, like, sometimes as a woman, but also as a Muslim woman in a hijabi, it's, like, you have to be confident, yeah. you know? You have to exude that, you know? Yeah, that's right. As, as literally a way to survive. So how can we, in your opinion, to me and, and you know, our listeners as hijabi women, how can we, like, not care what other people think of us? Like, maybe as just us as a person, but also as hijabi. I think have like that one person you can like you know like I have my best friend Noor like I I go to her for everything I, I always like I always like whenever I do my makeup I FaceTime her I'm like does this look good you know like I know it looks good but like I I need that like um reassurance that, that like confirmation mm. from like from like my girl you know like like my sister you know I don't know I would say like my one piece of advice is just like do it just like fake it till you make it yeah like not even just like walk out of the house you know how many times like this jacket today like i just ordered this on amazon and like my confidence in it was like i was like i'm not i'm not leaving the house with this jacket on i don't know why like it's just in my head it was just in my head but then I like I put it on and I just left. I was like I didn't take any extra jacket with me, nothing. I was wearing like a short sleeve shirt under. I just walked out. I was like, okay, there's no going back. Like I'm already 30 minutes away from my house. I don't know. Just, just like just walk out the door. Just like open the door for yourself and and like learn, learn that it's okay. Like love yourself. Be, be happy with, with who you are. And just do do what's gonna make you happy, and what do do like your first option of happiness, you know, like not yeah. Oh, I I love mm-hmm. this on me. I'm leaving the house, but wait, what if no one else likes it? No, leave the house because yeah. you like it. Yeah, like you ordered that jacket for me you to wear it. Wear it. it. Wear it. Walk out. Walk out. Yeah. Walk door. Get in your car and just go away. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I love that. It takes yeah. Time, though, yeah. You know, it didn't take it didn't take overnight mm-hmm. for me. It took. It took like three years. Yeah. Wow. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I mean, I would say for me, it's, it's, I take it day by day, you know, like some days it's like this, some days it's like that. But 
think when it really comes down to, it's like just getting out of your own mind and living life with your heart, through your heart, listening, you know, acting and acting upon things with your heart, not your mind, because your mind is the ego. Your heart is just yourself. Your heart is like your pure soul. Like even in this moment, like the way that you're, you know, acting, speaking, doing, like I'm, I got out of my mind right now. And like now I'm connected to my heart. And you see how more connected you feel as a human being because the heart is like, you know, your, your compass and it's, it's what guides you and it pumps all that blood in your body and like how hard it works for us. So it's like, negative self-talk overthinking being stuck in your mind i think really prevents you from being you and growing as a healthy human being yeah i i i would i would just say like as i said again like having that one person you can just like always mm. always me to i don't yeah. know it's, it's yeah. hard to connect with myself sometimes like i yeah. try to because that's the advice like Noor gives me, like, yeah. like literally talk to, pray about it. Like yeah. prayer is just so big for me. I pray about everything, for directions, everything. Yeah. And just praying, like, okay, like, like, just like ask, like God, like, like how, like help me, lo- help me learn how to love myself and just accept myself. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I think you know, there's all, like two sides of the spectrum. Like for you, it's like you kind of need that friend, you need that guidance, you need, like, someone to lean on for a support system. I think that's super important for everyone to have. For me, I would say that person is me, you know, myself. And, and, yeah, I mean, I mean, so you can see it both sides. Some people are like, wow, like, I wish, you know, I can do that, me. Like, some people have a hard time, like, you know, being medi- uh, meditate and, like, sitting with themselves and, you know, being quiet and stuff. And I think for me... I used to always see that as, like, something wrong or, like, something weird or something like this. But now I see it as more of a strength, you know, a superpower. That oh, yeah. realizing that some people aren't allowed to do, aren't able or capable to yeah. do that. Like, be that person that they need in their lives. And, like, for me, that's me. I have a lot of self-dialogue. I have a lot of, you, you know, self-talk. <laughs> you inspire me. You know, I, I see you in your way and, like, being open to realizing that yeah sometimes you aren't able to do it all by yourself and it's like okay to ask other people for help and like having that one one person that you can lean on so I think it's it's, it's very cool and, and important to like recognize both sides of, of that conversation it also comes with like growing like like I'm still like I I just turned 20 you know like yeah. I'm still learning also, like, your brain doesn't even fully de- develop to the age of 25. Yes, and that that's my year. I'm going to turn 25 in a couple months, and I'm like, like, you you really got it. It, that's took, awesome. it took so much to, like, reach there. I've been waiting till my brain fully develops and, like, closes so you can see things clearly and make sound decisions, and you can feel that now. Yeah. Like, now you're like, okay everything you was just like a roller coaster train track of like hell and chaos and like you reach this moment you departed the train and like this is it and it just feels so good so i can't wait so do you have anything else that you want to add in our episode speak your truth or hold your silence forever (laughs) this is your time i would say like one like last like piece of advice like for me 
or just like a tip like makeup like I love doing my makeup oh my gosh I love matching like my makeup with my yeah. like the color of my outfit yeah. and like I'm a huge sneaker person so like because you know yeah. that's what I did for yeah. you know three years of my life and what I'm still doing like you know you know I'm in that like flipping shoes era you know make my money on the side yeah yeah it's like more of like a hobby but you want to turn it into I mean, something maybe in one day yeah but yeah like matching just like matching my because like the biggest compliment i get is like oh like your outfits like i love the way you dress mm. i'm like i'm like my all my cousins and my sisters make fun of me because like my go-to outfits always a black shirt tucked in jeans and sneakers like that's I like that. literally that can be it your signature i feel like everyone needs to have it. a signature style right that's just like my but that's they but then they like then the younger ones like copy me now mm. i'm like y'all y'all used to y'all used to bully me for it i literally feel that my sisters oh my god i used to <laughs> so i was i guess i was like the fashionista if you want to say right. um i mean everyone has the like, middle child, child stuff this is the, the middle middle, middle child, child. But I would get ridiculed for wearing Doc Martens, and I wore Doc Martens since, like, eighth grade. Like, this is, like, 2011 or 12, right? I would, like, wear them, kind of be... They were only, I remember, like, maybe two other girls, you know, wearing them. Like, I would always wear them and stuff. And even friends and, like, my sisters, they would make fun of me for, you know, like, clown shoes, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, now everybody's wearing Doc Martens. It's like the My sister owns Doc Martens. So it's like... That's great. It's like the Ugg situation. Like, the I used Uggs, to wear on yeah. the third grade, but now everyone wants those. Yeah. They're so, so yeah, ugly. It, it, like, I mean, it, I hate them. Ugly Uggs. Ugly it, Uggs. it just, like, goes to show, like, stick with what you see yes. as deemable, as 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 fashionable, as That's literally a, a Doc Martens person. So we have reached the end of our episode. I love chatting with you. And thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Oh, and I forgot. Share your socials with our listeners, oh. like where they can find you and follow you. Um, my Instagram is Zan Jadallah. That's Z-A-Y-N-E-J-A-D-A-L-L-A-H-H. And then my TikTok is the same thing except only one h so z-a-y-n-e-j-a-d-a-l-l-a-h thank you for tuning in and spending this time listening to this episode if you could take one second to support this podcast by sharing it and leaving an honest review it would mean so much to me and help us to reach many different audiences to spread our stories about the hijab until next time never forget the power of being a hijabi Thanks for reaching the end of the episode. We hope you learned something new about the women who wear the hijab. You can watch the recorded video of this episode on YouTube at Journal Hijabi. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Journal Hijabi to stay updated on all things hijabi and help spread our stories. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi.